0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. So in today's episode, I decided I wanted to tell you a little bit about some of my major failures in life. Because, you know, in some of my other episodes, I talk about all the great things I do and, you know, I talk about my book. And I thought about all these, like, you know, accomplishments I've had. But then again, like in every single episode where I'm interviewing somebody, I always ask them, what's something you failed at in life? Because I believe that we learn the most from our failures, not necessarily successes. Like it's your failures that you have to pick yourself up, figure out what went wrong and then move forward. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you some of like my most embarrassing fails, like I, I, some of these I haven't even like told other people, like my wife might not even know one of these. So you guys are going to find this out. It's gonna be real funny. You to laugh at me. It's all going to be one big old joke. Right. All right. So I was a shy, awkward, nervous kid growing up. Like I barely had friends. I had like three friends in middle school, three, the same three friends in high school. Um, in elementary school, I basically didn't have any friends, but here I am in eighth grade. I'm in drama class, and I was like excelling at drama. Drama was like my thing. I'm just a born actor. I can like do all the drama-y stuff, right? I, I can make faces and voices, and and I'm not I'm not so good at drama. I mean, I'm I'm a good actor, just not in the professional sense. So here I am. I'm in eighth grade. <clears throat> I'm shy. I'm awkward. I'll admit, my uh, mother convinced me that it didn't really matter what I wore that I should just love myself for who I am. So I wore sweats like all the time, like top and bottom all day, even in the summer. Like It was really, really, really bad. But that's not the embarrassing part of the story. So here I am, I'm in eighth grade, I'm in drama class, and there's a girl I have a little bit of a crush on. And like, what's this got to do with business? I'm not sure yet, we're just gonna roll with it. So here I am, eighth grade, drama class, there's a girl. And like, I had no idea, none whatsoever, how to like even talk to girls. And like, half my classes were girls. Like, I don't even know how to talk to half my class. Anyway, so I decide Valentine's Day is coming up. I got a crush on this girl. Like, everybody's like, you're supposed to be bold. You're supposed to be brave and just go do something, right? So I'm like, you know what? I got 30 bucks. I've saved up 30 bucks. I don't even know where that money came from, but I'm going to go buy a teddy bear. I'm going to go give it to her. And that's exactly what I did. I went, I bought I had to get my parents to drive me to a store to buy a Valentine's bear for a girl. And obviously, I had to tell them it was for a girl. And they're like, you're going to have to tell us how this goes, Brad. I'm like, I'm sure it's going to, yeah, I have no idea how this is going to go. So anyway, I go into class. I hand the girl the teddy bear. She takes the teddy bear. And then she turns her back to me. Ouch. Oh, it was Bad. People in class were like, oh, poor Brad. What I learned from that was that, you know, being bold without a plan, without really knowing what you're doing, is pretty much just reckless. I burned 30 bucks, and I got to have this wonderful experience of the whole class feeling really miserable for me. And let's move on to the second story. <laughs> So that's my first story. You don't, don't be just reckless. You have to have some sort of plan. Like, it's going to go back to my organization as enemy of sloth. That I say at em- end of every episode, right? Like You have a plan. Know what you're doing. Don't just go into things. And I did not know that back then. I was just going to be bold. I was just going to do this thing and see how it turned out. And I crashed and burned. Now, another uh, horribly embarrassing event for me was way later in my life. I was 27, and I was on the board of a major political action committee in Ohio. Um, In fact, I was the uh, executive vice president of this organization, and I was more or less running the things. I wasn't making the decisions. That was the president, but I was doing everything that he needed in order to make sure the the whole organization ran. And so every year, this organization had a large upscale event, a dinner, sit down dinner, where they would invite Congress people and senators and state reps and judges and mayors and, and like all these people showed up to this event because it was one of the biggest in Northeast Ohio. And I'm sitting there eating my rubber chicken dinner, not thinking anything of it because I helped put this whole thing on it. It was a pain in the butt. I just wanted to sit, eat my rubber chicken dinner, be done with it, and, you know, move on with my life. And, you know, the uh, the mayor of the city was, like, in the next table over. The soon-to-be mayor was in the, on the, at the table with me. There was, like, dignitaries there. Really, really high-end, classy event. And they started giving out awards to people that this organization wanted to honor. And, uh, here I am I'm eating my chicken dinner, and they start saying things that sound vaguely like me. And I'm like, oh no. Wait, what are you guys doing? No, 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 no. My wife's like, you're going to win the award. You're going to win the award. I'm like, I don't want to win an award. I want to eat my chicken dinner. So they called my name for the Unsung Hero Award. And I'm like, oh, apparently I'm being sung now. So I go up there, I grab my award and I had no intention whatsoever of giving a speech. Normally, in politics, you're expected to give a speech. Took my award. I turned around. The president stopped me and goes, hey, Brad, are you sure you, like, do you want to give a speech? My only response was, nope. And I was up out of there. I, was, I walked over to my table, sat down, went back to my chicken dinner. <sighs> oh, man. I, like, I was horribly, horribly embarrassed. I did that in front of, like, Congressional reps, like in front of a state, in front of a US senator, like it was really, really sad. Um, So uh, that's my second story. Now, my third story uh, kind of goes into like my actual running of businesses. I um, had a whole bunch of money at one point, and I knew I needed to go into business because I was transitioning from being an attorney into being an entrepreneur. And those are totally different things. Like one has a job mindset, one has an entrepreneurial mindset. So here I am trying to get started in the entrepreneurial mindset. All I know is I need a business. And this kind of relates back to my first story in that I kind of was rash. I was kind of reckless because I went and started two businesses, one with my brother-in-law and one with um, a former best friend of mine. And I gave them both a whole lot of money and said, "Okay, you guys do my plan, make it work, and I'll just support you however you need from the background." And what ended up happening is I, I lost basically every single penny that was involved in both of those businesses. I lost a really good friend. My brother-in-law more or less doesn't like me. And you know, here I was thinking, like, "Geez, you guys both said that you would do this. Why?" Like what happened? What fell apart? And it took me a while to figure this one out, but it really comes back to, you have to take responsibility for yourself. And that's kind of the lesson I I learned from the second story is it wasn't, there was nobody in that room that I should have cared about their opinion. Like, yeah, there were people way up there in government, but that shouldn't have mattered to me. I should have had the courage to be able to say whatever I wanted to say. The the reason I didn't want to give a speech, I didn't want to rock any boats. I didn't want anybody to feel or find out how I really felt about anything because I knew some people would judge me, some people would cheer for me, but I'd be judged by these people. I didn't know who was going to judge me. And, you know, here I am with these businesses thinking that... I can just abdicate my responsibility, and that's not the case in life. You have to be willing to just accept full responsibility for everything that happens in your life, every single thing. When I handed that little girl a teddy bear, I had to accept responsibility that that was going to be an outcome, a possible outcome, and I don't think I cried. I might have, but I don't think I cried. I don't think I cried on any of these three, thankfully. (laughs) I've cried other times, not these three, Um, but with business, it's, it's so important to know where you're going, to know what you're doing, and to be wholly responsible for it. Those businesses didn't fail because of that friend or my brother-in-law. Those businesses failed because I didn't have an eye on them. I wasn't in there getting my hands dirty with them, figuring out how to build these businesses at the capacity I needed to in order to build them. I was focused on other things, and I was trying to be an absentee owner, and for that point in my life, for those particular businesses, that was just not possible. So, the advice I'm gonna give you is take a good, hard look at your life. Look at the things that you think are major fails, and you know, so many people have a hard time laughing at those things. Like, that little girl humiliated me. Like, oh man room full of eighth graders, boys and girls, mostly girls. You, you can't tell me rumors didn't spread about old Bradford, you know, pulling this trick and it not working, right? I was mortified. And you're going to be mortified about a lot of the things that you do wrong. You just have to live with them. You have to accept that that's just kind of part of life. And the sooner you can learn to laugh about those things, the sooner your life's going to you know, get better, It doesn't matter what happened in the past. If you can start to find a way to laugh about it, no matter how horrible it was, you're starting to move on. You're starting to let go of the pain, the anger, the hurt, because those those are keeping you tied to that event in the past. You can't focus on the present, let alone the future, if you're tied to the past. So on that note, I'm going to remind you all, organization is the enemy of sloth. Have a plan. Don't be reckless. If you're called up for a speech, don't just nope out. Find a way to at least say thank you. (laughs) And um, with that, don't be just a gamer. Be a gamerpreneur.